I'm Andy Cassette. And I'm Jessie Prey. And this is our last Cooktoberfest quickie. It's our last quickie for the month. I know. Sadly, Cooktoberfest is almost over. But I'm sure we'll do some more fun seasonal quickies in a few weeks. I think that I want to do at least one Thanksgiving one and maybe a couple Christmas ones. Kind of like a a bloody Hallmark special. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Well, I love it. I love the sound of that. I think you're up first again, right? I am. I actually have two really small stories. So I'm going to do one now and then I'm going to let you do your story and I'm going to finish on another quick one. So I have two okay. kind of – these ones are a little bit more fun. Um, last week was actually like way heavier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I feel like when it, as it unfolded as you were telling it, you got more and more sad and depressed. Uh- yeah, it was like, at first it's like, you know, it sounds like a punchline, like a guy's cheating, she runs over his car. Also, guys, I think I told you like on episode one or two of these quickies that I wanted to do Lorena Bobbitt because I had always heard growing up as a kid in the 90s that Lorena Bobbitt was the ultimate cheating revenge story, that she had been cheated on and then she chopped her husband's penis off. Well, I dug into the case and... We might have to do a full episode on it another time because it's actually a really terrible story. Poor Lorena was actually the victim of marital rape constantly and he was abusing her. And that's why she cut his penis off, not because he cheated on her. So, yeah, this did not fit in with our quickies at all. It didn't fit in and it, it brings up so many complex feelings because you obviously like the crime was so gnarly but you're like, oh, wow, but you really were a horrible husband. And then it's like, yeah. then he also, you know, ends up getting it sewn back on. Yeah. And then he does porn. Yeah. And also in the 90s, I don't think people really acknowledged marital rape. So there's there's so many things for us to talk about. So Liz. we're going to do a whole episode about it in the future. So if you're really interested in Lorena Bobbitt, I encourage you to look up a 2019 New York Times article kind of about her. I guess there's a new documentary that came out, you know, a year or two ago. But also, you know, let me know and we'll definitely bring it back in the future. As for now, I have two little non-murdery Cheating stories that nobody gets injured. No penises even get glued. I actually don't know how I feel about no more super glued penis. (laughs) Peni. Peni. (laughs) All right. So this is from – actually, both of my stories are from the UK. Oh. At least UK reported on them. They're both not from the actual UK. One is – and one is from China. Um, So this is from the UK Mirror. It's called Scorned Wife Leaves Love Rat Husband and Twin Sister Naked in Car Park. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) There's so much to unpack here. (laughs) Download me on this now. This is um, by Gareth Roberts and it was published in December 2014. (laughs) Sorry. It opens with pictures of these people standing naked in a parking lot so we will definitely put them on the instagram their faces are covered 
it's well lit. Oh, it's daytime. <laughs> and they are, it's like the woman's covering her face and the guy's like trying to, sh- sh- <laughs> trying to, they're both full on naked, but they're blurred. So we're going to put it up. Okay. This is the moment the naked truth about a husband's cheating oh ways were exposed to the watching world. Ting Su, 29, caught bed-hopping partner Chang, 30, romping naked in an underground car park along with her twin sister. I guess he had a type. (laughs) (laughs) After using a mobile phone tracker to locate their whereabouts. And when the wailing wife confronted the treacherous twosome about their red-hot rear seat rendezvous... (laughs) So much alliteration, man. Gareth went for it. He really did. The stunned pair reacted by jumping out of the vehicle. Quick thinking Ting seized her chance for instant karma and drove off, leaving the secret rompers bare-bummed and red-faced on the tarmac at a local shopping center in the city of Suzhou, eastern China. I apologize for that pronunciation. Wow. Wow. One witness said it was so funny. Loads of people were grabbing their phones and I did as well. He was banging his fist on the window and shouting at her, but she just wasn't playing ball. (laughs) Nage.com reported that it was later discovered that Chang had been having an affair since Ting, who has now filed for divorce, gave birth to twins. That's so fucked up. That's so fucked. So she gave birth to twins and then he cheats on her with her twin sister. Yeah, that's so crazy. Dude, I would be so mad at my sister too. Yeah, no, it's over. There'd be like, it, that would be over. Over. I wonder if like, <laughs> you know how they say twins feel each other? Maybe like she was alerted. She was like, wait. Feels like my twin is experiencing my husband's dick. That feels so familiar. That's how she found out. (laughs) Oh, that's such a dick move. That's such a dick move. And I can so see an audience of Chinese spectators just filming it on their phone. Oh, yeah. Just taking out their phones and click, 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 videoing it. Yeah. Wait, these people are so embarrassed. It definitely, it looks like real like horror embarrassment too this doesn't look like a setup my god yep so that's my first story to lead into yours and then I'll finish on a quick one as well all right Jesse mine's really depressing well I I think I made you do the murdery one this time (laughs) so I wanted to do two fun ones around your murdery one so we'll we'll sandwich it with fun exactly and uh, it's the yummy carby bread around a murder meat sandwich yeah not like a lettuce wrapped burger, which is what I'm having later tonight. Yes, <laughs> your your lettuce wrapped vegan burger. <laughs> okay, my story, serious now, serious, is titled "Police in New Hampshire: A man killed his wife's lover and ordered her to behead him." And this, <gasps> it's really bad. It's really bad. This article is from um, Boston.com, which is Jesse and Mai's. Boston is our where our alma maters are. It really is. It's kind of our like adopted hometowns in a way. Yeah, for sure. And this, the victim's name is John, Jonathan. I think it's Amaro, but it's spelled Amaralt. So I just wanted to, you know, Give it recognize that. Yeah. yeah, just so 
I can give respect to the victim. So I'm just going to read this. Um, it was written on September 25th, 2020. So it's a really recent story. Ooh, mm-hmm. unfolding now. Yeah. And and when this article that I'm going to read um, was written, they didn't release the names of the killers because the um, female in the story was at super high risk. Like they didn't know how things were going to happen. They didn't know if they were going like to be released on bail. Like she was too, yeah, or? yeah. So she okay. she's just at risk. She's like, um, you know, she was in in potential danger. So they didn't release her name, but I have. Oh, her okay. So. Like she's kind of like witness protection. Yes, yeah. She was okay, protected just from the media because this like took the news by storm. Obviously, like I feel like there's a lot. I feel like a lot of the news are like hyper sensationalized right now because of the election and COVID and everything going on. So. I think that this was definitely eaten up really quick by a lot of different news sources, particularly in the New England area. So, okay, Concord, New Hampshire. A New Hampshire man who discovered his wife was having an affair kidnapped and killed the other man and forced his wife to decapitate him. Oh. Yeah. According to the police who charged the husband with capital murder and the wife with falsifying evidence. In what one prosecutor called an especially heinous and gruesome case, authorities allege that the 30-year-old man from Jaffrey, named we now know Armando Barron, kidnapped Jonathan Amaro, 25, of Keene on September 19th, shot him three times in the backseat of a car in Ringe, and hid the body at the campsite in a far northern New Hampshire town near Errol. Oh, God, that's terrible. But so it sounds like he had his wife like dismember him because I was worried that he was still alive when she took his head off but she did do something so he he is also charged with the beating and threatening of his wife and these pictures of the two of them when they got arrested are horrible Jesse like she's got two black eyes and her face is swollen like it's really 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 horrible once they oh this was a bad bad marriage huh yeah it was bad it seems like he had been threatening and you know abusive to her for a long time before this happened which is probably what led her to have an affair with this seemingly very nice looking man named Jonathan I mean he looks he's the one who has his pictures on all of the articles because they didn't release Armando and Brittany's information right away so he is also charged with beating and threatening his wife who has been charged with falsifying evidence she told police her husband forced her to slice Amaro's wrists while he was still alive and then to cut off and bury his head after he died. The Associated Press is – this was at the time of the news article coming out. They didn't name the couple because they could identify the woman who says she's suffering extreme abuse. Uh, Both pleaded not guilty, which I thought was interesting, in separate court hearings the Friday after they were caught and were ordered – they were ordered to be held without bail. So good. Don't let them mm-hmm. out. I mean, I, I feel like I hope she gets a good lawyer and we find out what the hell was going on in her situation. Yeah. But Jesus, I mean, it doesn't look good for her for so, so far, but we're not even like a month away from when they were caught. So I feel like there's a lot to go from here. But um, appearing by video feed from jail, dark bruises surrounded both of the woman's eyes and the lawyer said everything she did was under extreme duress and fear for her life. She helped solve this crime rather than conceal evidence or falsify evidence. She led police directly to the evidence. Richard Guerriero said in unsuccessfully arguing for her release with electronic monitoring, quote, she was beyond cooperative. It's hard to imagine being beaten like that, threatened with your life, being fearful, and then cooperating with the police. But that's what she did. So obviously he's trying to argue that she essentially helped the police solve the crime, but 
Is it on too little, hand, too late? Yeah. yeah. So on the other hand, Assistant Attorney General Scott Chase agreed that the woman was cooperative, but said that it was taken into account in deciding which charges to bring. He argued that her release would endanger the public Ooh. and that she had opportunities to get away from her husband and report the crime, including when they were in separate cars driving 200 miles north. Oh, yuck. This is getting into Charlene yes. Galago yes. territory. That's what I, I had a little flashback feeling to that, too. Yeah. And then, quote, sh- you know, quote from the assistant general she was cooperative after she got caught. Mm hmm. <gasps> wow. This is a really brutal case. And really complex with like what they're going to charge her with and how they're going to charge her and how they're going to charge him and all of that. So, I mean, it seems like his is pretty. Clear cut. Yeah. According to the police affidavit, the woman told the investigators that her husband went through her cell phone on Saturday and discovered the affair. She said he repeatedly assaulted her, put a gun in her mouth, and choked her until she passed out. Late that night, the husband used his wife's phone to lure Amarote to a park in Ringe, where he violently assaulted him and tried to force his wife to shoot him. When she refused, he forced Amaro into the back of the victim's car and shot him three times while his wife was driving. What else does that sound like? That sounds like Gerald and Charlene as well. I would make sure there's no other bodies around these psychos. Yep. The wife said she was then forced to drive Amaro's car containing his body to the campsite, which is, I think, the site 200 miles away, while her husband drove the other vehicle. He communicated to her that once the sun came up the next morning, he would forgive her. (laughs) At the campsite, the woman said her husband ordered her to cut off Amaro's head so his body could not be identified by dental records. Oh, God. Bury it and wrap the rest of the body in a tarp. He later left her there to dispose of the body and returned home, according to the documents. On Tuesday, two fish and game conservation officers who came who found the campsite noticed a large brown tarp that later was revealed to be covering Amaro's car. They later noticed another object wrapped in a tarp and a shallow brook that turned out to be Amaro's body. So <sighs> Chase, the prosecutor, said that the brutality of the crime combined with destruction of evidence in a capital murder was especially alarming. Quote, had this defendant successfully destroyed that evidence, her husband, the alleged murderer, may very well have evaded detection and or apprehension. While the state's capital murder law covers deaths during kidnappings and six other scenarios, lawmakers eliminated the death penalty last year. Those convicted under the statute are sentenced to life in prison without parole. There was no dispute over the bail at the husband's briefing. Neither spoke other than to confirm that they could hear the attorneys and the judge. There was no dispute over bail at the husband's brief hearing. Neither of them spoke other than to confirm that they could hear the attorney and judge. As of right now, they're both locked up without bail, like indefinitely. So Good. Wow. This is a very current unfolding case then. Yeah. I know. I tried to see if there was any updates and like the only update was that they released their names, which I think is a huge update because they were obviously trying to protect her in the beginning because she could have been like another victim. Maybe they have evidence that she was in on it. Yeah. And then (sighs) she and then now the only update is that they're locked up still without bail. Well, I hope that they do not enjoy their holidays because that sounds terrible yeah the the guy the victim just looks like the sweetest guy he just is smiling in this picture and well that's like really scary he might not have even known she was married i know you never know this is like it's so terrifying if you accidentally get caught up in an extremely toxic marriage yeah i mean we just watched that um the american 
Family Next Door on Netflix. That new one. Oh, that the, out. the Chris Watts one. Yeah, which I'd heard. Um, fuck, I think it was a Sword and Scale I listened to about his case. The movie was good that we watched like the little short film, but it, it didn't. I feel like the podcast was almost like more interesting to listen to. But that was another situation where he the girl supposedly didn't know that he was still married. He said that he was divorcing and all was good and then ends up, you know, brutally murdering his wife and two daughters. Oh, it's so disgusting. Well, um, please keep us updated on what happens with the New Hampshire beheading case because I want to know. Yeah, I'm glad that it wasn't like – while he was still alive too because when I first – Me too. Oh my god. When I first heard that, I was like – that is beyond brutal. Yeah. Wow. I think you really ended with the craziest Cocktober story, Andy. Yeah, it's that's that's a pretty crazy cuck story for sure. That was the the meanest the meanest the cuck, cuck we've had. The cuck that took the cake. That is the evil cuck that took the cake right mm-hmm. there. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you guys a very disgusting palate cleanser. Are you ready? Are a disgusting palate cleanser? It is. It's a very smelly palate cleanser here because for our last crazy cuck story, we've got one from the Daily Mail. It came out in January 2013 by Martin Robinson, and the title is Husband Gets Revenge on Wife After Finding Her Profile on an Online Dating Site, dot, 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 by dumping horse manure in her prized convertible. <laughs> and to make matters weirder and more personal, the wife's name is Becky Jones. Oh, shout out to mom. <laughs> shout out. Guys, I picked this case like because I liked the title. And then I was like, oh, snap. It's the name of the woman and it is Andy's mom's name. <laughs> No relation. No relation. No relation. No relation. Andy's but- mother is lovely. <laughs> Shout out. So this is Becky Jones, not Andy's mother. <laughs> All right. A scorned husband wreaked Valentine's Day revenge on his wife by dumping a tractor load of horse manure into her beloved convertible after discovering she was cheating on him. Jesse, I have to say, I find a lot of joy of when people ruin other people's cars when it's like a prize <laughs> possession like if no yeah. one, it's like no one gets hurt because I just like I'm such a not I'm not a materialist at all like, me neither yeah <laughs> so I think it's like the funniest thing because those people just like really love their cars so much also this is just car. it's just a whole lot of shit too because I mean it's not like he smashed it you know like he no. just filled it with manure <laughs> it's in so perfect it's, condition. It's great. It's just really smelly. Oh my god! <laughs> so this is another one that ca- comes from the UK, and they filmed it. So there's a video. We will put the link in in the description of the episode. The furious spouse filmed the incident and placed it on YouTube after finding his partner's profile on a dating website for people looking for love in rural Britain. He made the discovery after his wife, who he names as Becky Jones, 37, from Lincolnshire, left her email account open on their computer and revealed she was trying to meet men behind his back. Man, these people are just not sly. Not even a little bit. Uh, On the family PC, just leaving it open? 
Her profile on kissinggates.com, a website for single farmers. So it's like, it's like the UK. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. It's the UK version of farmers only. (laughs) Um, Admitted she had been married for five years, but that her husband is a complete idiot and completely (gasps) crazy. She said it in her profile. She deserved the manure. Yeah. After hitting out at her husband, who she said doesn't know I'm on here, she said that she only loved two things, her car and her horse. So this is a very fitting punishment. So in retaliation, the unnamed husband picked up a load of feces, which I love the way Brits spell feces. It's like faces, F-A-E-C-E-S. <laughs> it's like really classy feces. Faces. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Probably from her horse, opened up the roof of her Peugeot and dumped it all in there. And this is what he said. Unfortunately for you, I have the keys to your lovely convertible Peugeot. Let's see how crazy I am, he says. It's a Peugeot. Peugeot. (laughs) Nobody from KissingGates.com was available for comment today, prompting accusations that the site had set up the row as a publicity stunt. The film, which does not make it clear when it was filmed, starts with the husband explaining that he was checking his emails before making the heartbreaking discovery that his wife was on a dating website. He reads her profile out loud and that she is looking for discretion from like-minded people she would like to meet for romance. After waving the keys to her convertible in front of the camera, it then cuts to him driving his tractor, scooping up a mound of horse manure. Shouting over the noise of the engine, he then dumps the manure with gusto into her maroon car, filling it to the top. So just pick up from your favorite horse manure. Let's see what we can do there. So here you go. Just about to get around to see the beautiful Peugeot. Happy Valentine's Day. Okay, there you go, sweetheart. This should show you how crazy I am. Oh, dear. Her pride and joy. What do you think to that? Not very cool, is it? So, yeah, it's like it's like a less than two-minute video of just him filling this car with the manure and at the very end there's like he's there's a picture of the horse and he's like what do you think to the horse the horse is like i don't know what just happened <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and then he has a little note i guess that's like at the end and it says happy valentine's don't muck around with me oh, oh he's kind of kind of my hero Kind of. I think that was the most innocent one we had. Oh, you know, that girl that just kind of cut some clothes up. She wasn't that bad either. No, but like she got bastardized online. She got eviscerated. This guy and your first guy were heroes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I did. I I liked Neil too. I feel like him and Neil should be friends. Yeah, this guy is funny. So I don't have any updates for you. I don't know what happened with this couple, but... I don't think it looked good for their relationship. Or her Peugeot. Or her Peugeot at all. (laughs) So that's it. We are ending on a very smelly note. Very smelly, smelly note. Yes, so definitely thank you guys so much for bearing with us at our first foray into bonus episodes. We have loved your feedback. We've loved doing them. So we will definitely have some seasonal quickies in the future for you and potentially maybe some listener requested type episodes. So 
definitely feel free to hit us up on any social media or send any suggestions for material you want to see at lovers at lovemurder.love. And we will be around every Wednesday for all of your love murdery needs. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. See you soon. Happy 